Good morning. Welcome to Palm Sunday, Passion Sunday. Colors changed to red, if you're wondering, because it represents our Lord's passion this week and this holy week. I want to give you some announcements as I welcome you here on this rainy but wonderful day. Maybe next Saturday will be a little bit better weather because next Saturday is when we have our annual Easter egg extravaganza at 2 p.m. this coming Saturday here in the Family Life Center. Make sure you mark that on your calendar. Also today, today is also the day that we bring in our Lenten special offering. I hope you brought your little boxes. I didn't, mine's in my office. I'm gonna turn it in, I promise. There's the little boxes, little banks, and uh, we'll, bring, we'll bring those up after the children's, the children's time. Remember that we have Monday, Thursday, Holy Thursday communion this, this uh, week on Thursday at seven o'clock in the sanctuary. And also, uh, um, let's see. And um, all right, that's all the announcements I have. And then I do have one, I need, we need help. We need help folks. And as large as our church is, this really shouldn't be an issue. We need about 20 people who are willing to be teacher aides. Now, that doesn't mean you have to be the teacher. The teacher's the teacher. You just have to help that teacher, assist that teacher in discipline and safety. And we have wonderful teachers here, but we need about 20 volunteers to go into a rotation to be teacher's aides. And so if you will be willing to do that, if you would see um, Cindy Davis or Katie Jeter and let them know that you're willing to help. and. Uh, I, I promise if you volunteer, you won't be doing it for the next 10 years. I know that sometimes when you volunteer, that's what happens. But we promise that we, we really need you to help make uh, uh, our classrooms uh, more productive and safe. And uh, so if you'd be willing to do that, it doesn't matter what age you are or what sex you are, we just need you to help. And so please let Cindy know or Katie know. Thank you. All right. Okay, y'all stand up and get ready to sing as our children, as we lead in the palms with our, our children. Let's sing. Is there? 
children a hand. They did so well. Good job. Will you bow your heads and pray with me, please? Dear Lord, we thank you so much for this day. Lord, we thank you for just for riding into that town on that donkey and just bringing joy and life to all of the people around. Lord, this morning we shout Hosanna to you and we sing praises to your name. We are so grateful for your sacrifice and for your grace and mercy and love. Lord, fill us up and wrap us in your arms and send us home with just a song and, a, and just a wonderful message in our hearts. 
Lord, help us just to worship you all the week long. In your name I pray. Amen. You've stood before creation, eternity in your hand. You spoke the earth in her motion, my soul now to stand. Stood before my failure, carried the cross for my shame. My sin weighed upon your shoulders, my soul now to stand. What can I say? What could I do? But offer this heart, oh God, we to you. So I walk upon salvation, your spirit alive in me. This life to declare your promise, my soul now to stand. What can I say? What could I do? But offer this heart, oh What can I say? What could I do? But offer this heart, oh God, completely to you. So I'll stand with all What could I do? But offer this heart, oh God, completely to you. 
children, if you have, if you brought back your little box with your money, will you bring that to the carpet with you this morning for the children's sermon? And everyone else, will you just turn around and say good morning to the people around you? Good morning. Do any of y'all know what today is? Palm Sunday. Okay. What happened on Palm Sunday? Does anybody know? He rode a donkey. Okay. Our scripture is, when he came near the place where the road goes down the Mount of Olives, the whole crowd of disciples began joyfully to praise God in loud voices for all the miracles they had seen. Blessed is the King who comes in the name of the Lord. Peace in heaven and glory in the highest. Luke 19, 37 through 38. Jesus and his followers were traveling to the city of Jerusalem. They were going to have a big celebration called Passover that would last the whole week. Have any of you been to a party that lasted all week? I haven't been to a party that lasted all week. <laughs> they were traveling to the pl- and they came up across a place called the Mount of Olives. They stopped there. And Jesus gave his disciples some special instructions. Do any of you know what the instructions were? What were they? Mm-mm. No, they told him to go find. No. They told him to go find, go to the village over there, and you will see a young donkey tied that no one has ever ridden. Untie it and bring it here. If anyone asks why you're untying the donkey, just say, the Lord needs it. So they went into the village, and they found the donkey. They untied it, and a, and a young man asked why they were untying the donkey. And they said, what did they say? Because the Lord needs it. As Je- then Jesus got on the donkey, and he entered the town. And people began to throw their coats on the road in front of Jesus. They cut branches from the palm trees and waved them and began to shout Hosanna, like y'all did. Y'all waved palm branches? Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. That's pretty cool, isn't it? Did y'all like throwing the palm branches? Or y'all didn't throw them, y'all waved them. Okay, and y'all want to join me in prayer? Dear Jesus, our voices join with us, with the voices of the people in Jerusalem. Some 2,000 years ago. Hosanna. You are our hope and our salvation. Amen.
we have any other boxes of Lenten offerings that you need to bring up or send up by some children's? I want to uh, offer a prayer over these uh, offerings. Oh, we got some more. Well, we'll just wait. Come on. <laughs> wow, you got a whole stack full. That's good. Thank you. Let's bow, our, let's bow our heads. Gracious God, we thank you for uh, those who took it upon them heart, their hearts to offer uh, animals and livestock and uh, education to a village in the third world. We pray, O oh God, that this money as it goes to Heifer International and is, uh, is blessed over and over and over many ways. Uh, uh, through the people who receive it, and may they know that it came from those uh, brothers and sisters in Christ here in America. We pray in your name. Amen. Now, let, do we have any prayer cards? Do we have any prayer cards? Um, I forgot to announce it. I'm sorry. It's kind of become second nature, I believe. Thank you. Let's bow our heads in prayer. Oh God, you know our times are in your hands. And we, we do come this day, this Palm Sunday, this Passion Sunday, this Holy Week uh, in which we remember the events uh, so many years ago on our behalf. And we praise you, oh God. We offer uh, our humble uh, songs and, and our, our hearts, our spirits to you this day, oh God. But we do, we do know, Lord, that when we come before you in your presence, we must confess. And so we confess, O oh Lord, before you anything that, has, that we've done wrong this past week, anything that's kept us from being the servants of you and of the world that you called us to be. And so we pray, O oh Lord, you would show us mercy again. Cleanse us by the power of the Holy Spirit. Give us tongues of teachers to spread the gospel the good news of the Lord Jesus Christ to the world. Help us, O oh Lord, uh, be the way you would want us to be and to be the disciples you'd want us to be. We pray, O oh Lord, this day for many in our congregation. We have many listed on our prayer list. We especially want to lift up this day to you, uh, Sylvia Giles. We want to pray, O oh God, for uh, a sister-in-law, Joyce, uh, who has dementia. We pray that you would give her peace and her family peace. We pray for Kathy who has pneumonia. We pray this day for uh, my sister-in-law Sandra who has pneumonia. We pray for Pastor Brenda who is coming down with a cold this morning. We pray, O oh Lord, for each family here. We pray, O oh God, that your hand would be with them and touch them and let them know of your powerful presence. We pray, O oh Lord, together with one voice as we pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us and lead us not into temptation, 
but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Well, Leanna read my scripture for me. <laughs> Thank you, Leanna. I think I'm just going to uh, read you a couple uh, of uh, passages, uh, verses uh, down at the end of it. I'm in the Gospel of Luke, chapter 19. After he had received uh, the, uh, when he came, I'm at verse 37. When he came near the place where the road goes down the Mount of Olives, the whole crowd of disciples began joyfully to praise God in loud voices for all the miracles they had seen. Blessed is the King who comes in the name of the Lord. Peace in heaven and glory in the highest. And some of the Pharisees in the crowd said to Jesus, Teacher, rebuke your disciples. And Jesus said, I tell you, if they keep quiet, the stones will cry out. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Let us pray again. Gracious God, we come to Palm Sunday. We also know we have to think about the Passion. And as joyful as it is to see the children wave the palms, we know that some of the same ones who waved palms on Sunday shouted crucify on Thursday. And so help us, O oh Lord, to understand this week of ups and downs and to finally see that your final word was Easter. We pray in your name. Amen. You know, when you do look at Palm Sunday and uh, Good Friday, uh, you, you know, it's almost like one of those good news, bad news jokes. You know, the good news is that Jesus Christ has reached his popularity. Uh, he rides in this, uh, uh, into the holy city of Jerusalem. There, it's like a big parade, lots of people. The disciples were impressed. The Pharisees realized that they may have, have underestimated uh, this rabbi from the Galilee. And Jesus, at this point, at this pinnacle, he makes good use of it. If you keep on reading our scripture, you see he went immediately to the temples to preach uh, and to take advantage of the fact that the people are on his side. So from Sunday to Thursday, you can make a good case that Jesus was the man. Jesus was the man for those, those few days. And during this time, Jesus did several other important things. He, he gave us the new commandment, the one that is above all others, which is for us to love each other. He also took some bread and wine and started a new uh, ritual called, that we call the Sacrament of Holy Communion, church's most important ritual. So Jesus did a whole lot of things during these few days. Uh, and he, he waxed eloquently about the future, the prophecies. There's just so many things that happened during this week. But there's the but. That's why it's red. Because we know that come Thursday night, not too long after the Last Supper, what we call the Last Supper, Jesus was betrayed. He was arrested. He was betrayed by a kiss, of all things, from one of his own disciples. And then after accusations, interrogations, beatings, and a night in a dungeon pit. You go back and read the scripture, you'll see that. In fact, you can go to Israel and, and see uh, where he was kept in the dungeon under the house of the chief priest. The next day on Friday, he was tortured some more, and then he was executed on a cross. 
And not only was, and he wasn't just executed somewhere, you know, out of the way. He was murdered at one of the busiest crossroads at the times, still is today. So palms and then passion. Good news, bad news. And like I said, some of the same people who shouted Hosanna shouted crucify him on Friday. And of course the authorities were very happy to oblige the crowd and so with a spear to his side just to make sure Jesus died and was buried. Now the question has to be, I think, for us, because everything I've said to you so far, I, I imagine most everyone you've heard before. Uh, it's not new. It's not new news. So the question I, I, I came to when I was reading the scripture was, is there anything new that I can learn? What can I learn new from following Jesus' path from this day to Friday? But I think that there is. The more I thought about it, I thought there is. And the best way to get to it is by asking a question. What if we ask this question? What if Jesus had just stayed in Galilee? What if Jesus just stayed in Galilee, Galilee retired and an old rabbi full of wisdom and compassion, maybe built a little shelter, lay around the seashore, command a fish to jump into its nets when he wanted some fish, waxing eloquently in parables, impressing all the local folks. Maybe Mary, Mary Magdalene had a whole bunch of baby Jesuses running around. What if he had just done that? Why didn't he just do that? And I think that this question helps us to remember a very important thing that we easily forget, and that is that Jesus chose his path. Jesus chose this path. Jesus chose to leave the safety of the villages around Galilee to confront at the very center the powers of both politics and religion. In other words, Jesus' action reminds us that this uphill, downhill, this good news, bad news, this palms one day, passion the next experiences really had nothing to do with what Jesus was all about. Jesus saw the purpose of his life in proclaiming God's presence with us and God's desire for a new relationship with his creation when based on love, not punishment. And because of that, Jesus' path had purpose, it had meaning. But Jesus didn't come to Jerusalem under any delusion. We know from Scripture that Jesus knew what would likely happen to him. We know that Jesus even predicted to his disciples that someone would betray him and desert him. You know, both, whether, he, he was, whether he was in his popular popularity or whether it was within his rejection, Jesus made it plain that he was not ruled by the events of the moment. Instead, Jesus was walking along a path step by step which would lead him to the only true source of true and lasting meaning. Jesus was moving toward the fulfillment of God's will for him and through him for the world. It did not matter if the path led to the top of the mountain, nor if in the end it, it led to the valley of the shadow of death. You see, that didn't really matter because Jesus' life had a purpose and a mission. 
Does your life have a purpose and a mission? It's the question that I saw in this text. Does your life, does my life, You see, regardless of the popularity that Jesus found and regardless of the suffering that He knew would soon undergo, Jesus chose to be true to His mission. Jesus chose to be obedient to the will of the Father directing His life. And even in His weakest moments, Jesus prayed that He would be undergirded and surrounded by the presence and the mercy of God the Father. And I think within this is an important thing for us to see this Palm Sunday, and it's new. If we depend upon the events of this life to give us reward and satisfaction, then we may never achieve them. Or we may have them snatched away in the very moment that we are tasting victory. You see, for most of us, we are at our peak in many ways. For most of you out there, you're, you're at your peak in health or security or wealth or position. But when we live our lives measuring our success in those terms, there's really nowhere for us to go but to, but to go downhill in the, in the future. On the other hand, if, if we're like Christ and we have the opportunity to walk our unique path, and we walk it towards God, we choose to do that, it is a path that leads us to a new destination. Now true, it's a path that may lead us sometimes to joy, but it also may lead us through times of sadness. Just like Jesus. All of Jesus' life wasn't joy. Some of it was sadness. But you see, the thing is that none of these things will finally give your life or my life meaning. Whether it's uphill or downhill, it's the destination that counts. Because after all, the journey from Palm Sunday to Good Friday doesn't end, it continues. It continues right through Easter Day up until this day. So your life, like Jesus' life, does not have to be a good news, bad news joke. Because there's good news in the, in the final analysis when it's all redeemed. And I think that's another thing that's important for us to think about this Sunday as we look at this scripture. You see, God can take any situation, okay? No matter how bad it might seem, and make it good news. Good news for you and for each of us. Everyone here has tasted a success Everyone here has tasted some time that was maybe your Palm Sunday. Some time of popularity. And nearly every one of us has, have tasted some bitterness. Some bitterness of a Good Friday. Some failure or rejection. Now listen. What saves us from an endless round of highs and lows, what saves us from an endless round of highs and lows, what frees us from the tyranny of events over which we have no control, what frees us over the, uh, the tyranny of events over which we have no control, is our commitment, is our commitment to press forward, to press forward in obedience to God the Father as Jesus did. 
What keeps us going is to trust in God's power and love to bring about Easter morning. And by doing that, we come to know that the meaning of life is not found in the knowledge and love of God and is found in the knowledge and love of God and nowhere else. Nowhere else is it found. And the work that is most susceptible to the Father is sharing that knowledge and love of the Son with those whom we meet along the way. I will tell you that I cannot think of a time that I liked and loved better than Palm Sunday, Holy Week, Holy Thursday, and Easter within the year. Oh, I like Christmas too, but I just like Easter better because Easter defines who we are. Easter defines what we're supposed to be about. And when we take true to heart, our responsibility, as did those disciples who witnessed these things during this week. They took their responsibility to share this good news with the world. And because of their taking their responsibility seriously, you're here today. It was passed down faithfully throughout all these generations. This defines us, defines who we are. I was reading an article yesterday about a church in another state. And I was looking at their core values. They started six years ago with six families in a home. They worship now at four different campuses with over 15,000 people. And I was looking at what they based their church upon, and it was basically the same thing all of us base our church upon. What's the difference between that location and any location of any church here? Only thing I could see was that the folks who worship, who began worshiping together, took just as seriously as disciples did Jesus' command to go into all the world, even to the ends of the earth, baptize people in my name and share the good news and give them the commandment to love each other and do all this in remembrance of me. It's simple. It's a simple thing. Easter is what defines us. Easter is what defines us. I want this you to renew your vow to Christ this Easter. I want us to start making the difference in our community more than we even have in the past. I, want, I have a vision. I've been having some visions lately, and I have a vision. I have a vision that we could build this church and send this ark to the same place and then go mission trips there. We'll see whether or not that pans out, but we, can't, we have a vision to do. I have another vision. That is simply this. What would it take for us to grow so much that we needed a dedicated space for our worship here in the mornings. Wouldn't that be interesting? You know, some churches in our district have a dedicated space for their contemporary worship. 
Let's fill our worship spaces up so that we need to, we need to build and to grow so that we can make a difference in the world. The work that is most successful, acceptable to the Father is sharing that knowledge and love of the Son with those whom we meet. Remember, and this is the best word you can share with somebody. Friends, if you got a friend or a family member and they have a life that went from Palm Sunday to Good Friday, all you have to do is remind them and help them to see that God's last word is Easter Sunday and pass it on. Amen. Let's stand and affirm our faith. We are not alone. We live in God's world. We believe in God who has created and is creating, who has come in Jesus, the Word made flesh, to reconcile and make new, who works in us and others by the Spirit. We trust in God. We're called to be the church, to celebrate God's presence, to love and serve others, to seek justice and resist evil, to proclaim Jesus crucified and risen, our judge and our hope, in life and death, in life beyond death, God is with us. We are not alone. Thanks be to God. Amen. You may be seated. Let our ushers come forward as we receive gifts to God. I've been walking through the wilderness, praying to the Father and waiting for my time. I've come here with a mission, and soon I'll give my life for this world. I'm praying in the garden, and I'm looking for a miracle. Find the journey harder is the reason I was born. Can this cup be passed on? Lord, I pray your will be done in this world. So I'll carry my cross and I'll carry the shame to the end of the road through the struggle and pain. Do it for love. No, it won't be in vain. Yes, I'll carry my cross and I'll carry the shame. I feel like I'm alone here and I'm treated like a criminal. The time has come for me now, even though I've done no wrong. Father, please forgive them, for they know not what they've done in this world. So I'll carry my cross, and I'll carry the shame to the end of the road, 
struggle and pain And I'll do it for love No, it won't be in pain Yes, I'll carry my cross And I'll carry the shame Three more days and I'll be coming back again. Three more days and I'll be coming back again. Yeah, Tell me how much 
on your brow They tell me how You brought so much shame to love me When the heavens pass away All your scars will still remain And forever praise report and I forgot to give it prayer time. Bob Dunlap, as you know, we've been praying for him. He was near death about two weeks ago. His daughter, uh, daughter-in-law told me that he's had a hundred percent miraculous recovery. And we, we say that for prayer. He's still in the hospital, but it's just unbelievable how much better he is. And remind you that next week, Easter, there is a service here at nine o'clock in this building and a service at 11 o'clock in the sanctuary. Receive now the blessings of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, the blessed and eternal Holy Trinity, one God, now and forever. Amen. Have a great week.